Hello, is this Wolfgang Gardner? Yes. Well, hello, this is Scott. I'm calling from the interview show. Hey, what's happening, man? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. What are you doing today? Uh, I am making some music. Nice, nice. What are you working on? Um, hey, this isn't like live on the air or anything, is it? No, it, it's pre-recorded, but I'm warming you up, so to speak. Uh, okay, word. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just working on stuff uh, for uh, an album that I'm working on. Nice, nice. Can't wait to hear it. Can't wait to hear it.
I basically just made, you know, made made a song around it in the same key and then started adding these classical samples and I mean the 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 Beethoven's fifth thing only really comes in in full in that breakdown and then it goes into a completely different part but it's all sort of built around these classical samples and my, you know, trademark electro noises that are similar to stuff that I've used before so um it's really not formulaic but it's 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 not that hard to to do when you drop the sample in a breakdown like that welcome to the interview show this is scott wood your host and today i'm lucky enough to have wolfgang gardner on the line hello hello welcome to the show thanks thanks for having me no worries Wolfgang's Fifth is one of the most inspired imports to the dance floor since Mr. Wazo's Killing in the Name of remix. What inspired that song? Um, well, first off, I wanted to do a, do a remake of Beethoven's Fifth, but I had already done this sort of classical theme track in, I think, 1997, um, where, where basically it was a house track with a bunch of classical music samples. So... I had the idea um, last year to remake Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, and then I remembered that I had made this track back back in the '90s, and I went went and <laughs> it was on a four-track tape, so I had to buy a four-track tape deck to be able to listen back to it. So I bought a four-track tape tape deck, um, listened to it, got some ideas, like figured out what I did, and kind of took a lot of ideas from this track that I had made in '97, and then turned it into a Beethoven's Fifth remake and made it current and electro and it all just sort of came together organically like that. It's become really your signature song. Did you ever think that it would take off so well? Uh, he, to be honest, yeah, I kind of had a feeling that it would. I spent a really long time on it because I knew that uh, if I did it right, um, that that sample um, is so well known and if it were done you know, with really good like the rest of the music was really good i knew it could be a big 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 track so i kind of had a feeling yeah i mean i know that that might sound bad but yeah i kind of knew it was going to be big there's nothing wrong with a little bit of confidence (laughs) exactly confidence yeah you've done that remake everybody knows that song now you want to get people interested in your original work like a firepower or an undertaker or a latin fever when you go make those songs were you conscious of the fact that people are going to know you for a remake, and how did that affect what you do in terms of uh, original material? I don't, I don't, I don't really think of it like that. I mean, I guess yeah, a lot of people found out about me from that track, but it wasn't like I mean, it was a breakout track for me. But I'm not. Uh, I think it would be a little bit gimmicky if I just did that every time. Did like a classical theme track and then did another remake, and you know, uh, it's it's not really a concern for me. I guess I'll ask the question this way. Can you take us through your process of writing your own original material, like Breakdown, you know, Firepower? Uh, it goes one of one of two ways. I either start with drums or I start with chord progression. Those tend to be the only two ways that I start a track. I don't know why. Uh, if I start with drums, I'll just, like, build it from the kick up and spend a day or two and make, like, the ultimate drum loop and tweak out on every little sound and, like, build build the snare from like five different snare sounds, same with the kick, same with the hats. Like I basically make my own sounds by just combining lots of other sounds and EQing them and tweaking them and editing them all differently. So like Firepower, I think, started with the drum loop. And then I just, I mean, that one was, that was more of like a science project than uh, making a song. It was just like, how can I make the most weird, futuristic stuff that nobody's ever done before? 
so it was very tedious and it wasn't necessarily a fun process making it it was more like this mathematical thing and like doing all these edits and like all this minutiae but when it when it started coming together that's that's when it becomes fun and you start hearing it for what it is and you're like wow this is what i this is what i just made okay hey this is wolfgang gartner and you're listening to the interview show
Hey, this is Wolfgang Gartner, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Cool, cool. So for the stuff you're doing tonight in the studio, what part of the process are you in? Uh, it's a little bit different. Like, I've kinda, I'm kind of playing with some different techniques now than I was using back then, like with Firepower and Wolfgang's Fifth and Undertaker. You can kind of hear some of my tricks and things that I'm doing, and I'm kind of doing those same tricks, but I'm doing them in a different way now. I've just found a different way to do them, and it kind of creates a different result. Um, I, that, that sounds pretty abstract, but I can't get into the, the specifics of things. It would just be too... I mean, nobody would understand it anyway. <laughs> Few people would understand it. Uh, but yeah, it has to do with a lot of, like, uh, lots of different sounds triggering and muting other sounds and controlling other sounds. So I have one sound going, and then I have all these other things that come in, and when they hit, they uh, they mute the other main sound that's going automatically, and it creates that sort of call-and-answer thing that I've been doing, but I'm just doing it a different way now. Cool, cool. Nice to hear, because a lot of people have compared you to Deadmau5, and he's a guy who has a really strong signature style, and I was wondering if I could get your opinion on the advantages and disadvantages of that. The advantages and disadvantages of having a very distinct style. Exactly. Uh, well, the disadvantages was you get pigeonholed, and then some of your fans don't like it when you start changing your sound, and you feel like you're trapped in a box. The advantage is that seems to be the best way to make a name for yourself. Is to kind of, I mean, in general, like basically do the same thing over and over again, but not completely and not blatantly and not uncreatively but sort of use use the same you know use the same thing over and over again in a different way i don't feel like i've really done that but that seems to be the way that a lot of people have success in the music in the music business especially the electronic music business it's just kind of come up with like a signature and then do it over and over and over in different ways um it, you get criticized for sounding the same um, but it also, you know, solidifies your sound in people's minds as your sound, and then they associate it with you. And uh, the people that, that start these trends and have these signature sounds for themselves are the ones that really end up making it in the end. I completely agree. So given what you've just said, now you're making new material for yourself. How do you want to mutate or change your sound? This is the hard part, is I'm trying to, like, do what I've been doing, but do it in a different way and not not make stuff that sounds like anything I've done before, but it's it's still Wolfgang. It's still my sound. It's still stuff that I would want to play when I go out and DJ. I think that's kind of the bottom line for me right now, is I'm trying to make music that I would play when I DJ, and I'm very eclectic. I play a lot of different stuff. I play the stuff that I make. I play a lot of, like, the the Dutch stuff and techno, so I'm kind of trying to like keep all of that in mind, all of those different sounds and styles, and then put my take on it and basically make an album of Wolfgang tracks, but all across the board, you know, these different these different vibes and different times of the night and all stuff that I would that I would want to play. Nice, nice. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I was interviewing Tommy Sunshine a couple of years ago, and he told me that playing French electro DJ Sebastian tracks on the dance floor was like, and this is a quote, Pussy Raid. So I was wondering how you think, or I was wondering what your take on that is. Hard guys played in the dance floor, get rid of females on the dance floor. Oh, I see what he's saying. Um, 
I don't agree with that completely. I mean, I've, I've actually I've never played a Sebastian track, so I don't know. Maybe it does have that effect. But uh, I, I play pretty hard sometimes, and uh, it just depends on the crowd. But I don't notice that it's more guys and girls when I do. It's just a certain certain type of certain type of crowd that likes that. Yeah, fair enough. I will be devil's advocate here. I went to go see you, and when you took the stage. All the guys rushed onto the floor because they're obviously really into your stuff, and all the females ran out. I don't think it has anything to do with the hard edge. I think if there's a if there's an issue like that with girls, with with me and other producers that are known just as much as being producers as they are DJs, it's that all the guys are DJs and the guys are buying the records and buying the tracks, and so they're up there. It's a bunch of DJs coming to these shows, and that's if if any reason there's more guys than girls i would think that would be it i don't i don't know how much it has to do with the sound i guess that said like there might be some kind of truth to the sound drawing more female audience than male audience fair enough fair enough i wanted to get your take because you're the expert dubstep is back do you think that it's a sustainable subgenre i do actually i don't have a ton of experience with dubstep but um it's been around for a little bit now, and every time I mean every time i've I've gone to a dubstep show, there's definitely something people are really, really into it, and I can understand why uh, after seeing somebody like Rusco play like he he draws a big crowd and they get really into it and it's uh there's there's definitely something there, so I don't think it's uh like a a quick fad like speed garage or something that's gonna that's gonna go away real fast. I think it'll probably be here for quite a while, yeah. Cool, cool. So you've remixed Britney Spears, Black Eyed Peas, Tiesto, Timbaland. What's it like getting feedback from people that are in that kind of game? Uh, well, I've never, I never got remix or uh, feedback from. Britney or her people or whatever. Uh, I think I heard like through the grapevine that Timbaland really liked the remix. Um, I got some feedback from Will I Am on the Black Eyed Peas remix, and then Tiesto loved his. So uh, it's not. I mean, I don't really do it for feedback, and I, I do it for making the best out of what they give me. That's that's the best I can do. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I thank you for your time tonight. I appreciate you taking the break from making new Wolfgang Gardner tracks. Cool. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. No worries. I've got one last question. As I play out, I love to have the guest of the show pick a current track of theirs and talk a little bit about it as I bring up the music. Uh, so I get to choose a track? Or? Absolutely. Yeah, I guess I guess we do Undertaker. Um Actually, no. Let's. I guess the most recent thing was Kinsindo with Mark Knight. I I've never been good with internet collaborations, with collaborating with people over the internet, doing some work and then sending it to them. They do some work and send it back. Maybe I'll be good at it one day, but I just wasn't willing to do it. So Mark Mark and I wanted to do a track together. So he flew out here. We worked on it for a couple of days, and then he had to he had to go back, and then he came back for another U.S. tour, and he flew out again. Uh, to my house here, and we worked on it some more. Um, so it was it was a process of him flying out here. I mean, he had U.S. tours, but he would he would be in some city and on like the East Coast or West Coast, and then fly out here in the middle of his tour to work on it. It was really quite a pain in the ass uh, for him, at least. 
but it ended up working out really well. I feel like it's something really unique. Um, it's 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 a basically a progressive house track, but it doesn't sound like all the other progressive house tracks. Uh, the chord progression is what I really really felt good about. It's something that's kind of it couldn't be like thought up in your head or played on a keyboard. It was something that that happened, you know. Um, kind of sporadically and, and I don't know how to explain exactly how I did it but the, the chord progression I feel like is what makes this track and is what makes people go crazy when they hear it so yeah Consindo. hey this is Wolfgang Gartner and you're listening to The Interview Show Gartner and you're listening to The Interview Show. <laughs> 